everybody, welcome back to Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. So we finally did it. We finished season two of the Umbrella Academy episode 10 is the one we're covering now. By now, I would have expected you to have seen the entire Umbrella Academy season one and season two. If you have not seen it, go ahead, go back, check it out, listen to the reviews. We'll leave some uh, uh, reviews that we've given for the first season and second season in the description now that we have seen all of the seasons of the Umbrella Academy. Very impressed with season two. Uh, Season two, episode 10, The End of Something, directed by Jeremy Webb, uh, written by Stephen Blackman. Uh, The Academy learns that they are now wanted as terrorists for supposedly aiding in the assassination of, this is when I say it, you should have watched the full season, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So, like I said, this is all spoilers for the first two seasons of Umbrella Academy. Um, Sensing that Harlan is in trouble, Vanya, along with the rest of the group, decides to go back to Sissy's farm to help him. The handler arrives with an army of commission agents, but Vanya kills them all. Lila reveals herself to have the power to mirror the powers of the Academy who realize that she is another of the 43 children that were born on the same day that the handler had five murder her parents to get Lila for herself. The siblings reveal the truth to Lila before the handler kills everyone before being shot by the Swedish assassin himself, herself. Mortally wound, wounded, blah, 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 blah. Mortally wounded, Five reverses time by a few minutes to stop the handler who was killed by the assassin who ends his hunt for the academy while Lila escapes. Sissy breaks up with Vanya for the sake of Harlan who removes her powers from him. Sorry. Sissy breaks up with Vanya for the sake of Harlan who Vanya removes her powers from. Herb now the leader of the commission, allows the Academy to use a briefcase to return to 2019 while Ray receives a goodbye letter from Allison. The Swede is picked up by Klaus's cult. Dave goes off to war and Sissy heads to a new life with Harlan who retains kinetic abilities. In altered 2019, The Academy discovered that Reginald is still alive and has formed the Sparrow Academy instead with a still alive Ben as number one. Five different children and an unidentified floating green cube. So, yes, we have quite a season two to unpack. Um, Let me just rewind in that that season uh, two, episode nine with the fact that we find out that Reginald Hargraves is in some straight up men in black, like he is in a mask himself. What, what I I guess the main question is at the end of episode nine, what is Reginald Hargraves? What does he have going on at the moon? A lot of questions. Has he always been whatever he is? Has he ever been a person? It, it, It completely recontextualizes 
the I was going to say the movie. It feels like a movie. It's the, it, it, the as much money as they put into this. This has got to be as much as a movie. So, <clears throat> so let's let's do a quick rewind about some things that uh, I've I liked about the broad aspects of this season two. Season two, the tone. I love the ability to balance serious drama with mostly good comedy alongside a world full of uh, quote unquote superheroes. A lot of them have quote unquote relatable problems that. Uh, retain to people that would or would not have, you know, superpowers at this point. Casting. I've really grown to love the the characters, especially in season two. The main cast is impe- impeccably good and overall looks like they're having a lot of fun. I think that what drives this series in my mind further than what, uh, let's just say, the, the boys' property on Amazon Prime, which I know gets a lot of good praise as well, um, both, I think, are vo- both very visually stunning and different in tonality. But when it comes to the charisma of actually enjoying who I'm spending time with and watching, I love spending time with the Umbrella Academy cast. I don't enjoy spending almost any time with anybody on the boys. And it's not its not necessarily that it's an apples and oranges kind of thing. Um you know they're total they're kind of two different things but ultimately they're both trying to start their own superhero property and this is the property that resonates more with me it's a little bit more uh quote unquote Wes Anderson e it's got this kind of aesthetic that is very uh inquisitive and eccentric um the supporting cast is also quite exceptional which is something you find in uh Wes Anderson films i didn't i barely find like the boys this is not supposed to be a comparison but but i just really find the casting in umbrella academy to be strong when it comes down to the main cast whether it's the supporting cast or you know just one or two lines from side people like uh uh supporting cast like uh, herb i love that guy um so between even small roles uh you know like herb and elliot i never got bored um, story. The story was kind of all over the place with this dropping everyone back in nineteen in the nineteen sixties and kind of regurgitating everyone's plot line, what everyone's been up to. Um, uh, it does provide for very interesting amounts of story for each one of the characters. Um, there were a couple of tropes that I have seen in other time travel movies. You know, Back to the Future being main mainly one of them. Um, but there, there's there's tons of different tropes that are taken back. You know, when you fall in love, when you go back in time, you can't bring that person you fell in love back, you know, to the main timeline. Or if you can, something crazy is going to happen. What happens if you run into your old self? I think at one point I talked about would there be an Umbrella Academy that would be their, the, the, their secondary selves, which are like doppelgangers or kind of like that, which kind of happened at the end of this season, which I had not seen before uh you know the last episode i i i did a recording on episode three and i talked about what if we see the doppelgangers the more i think about it that wouldn't even make sense that any of them would have doppelgangers considering they were would none of them would be alive at this point to my knowledge so uh yeah i i I guess it didn't really make much sense in retrospect but it does provide it, it does make you say like oh shit are they gonna have to fight themselves in the in this next future or you know in this 2019 era wherever the hell they came back to the sparrow academy 
Um, let's see. And is Reginald still a goblin monster thing or whatever the men in black mask thing he has on? I didn't know what the heck's going on. Uh, all right. So I feel a little bit mind jumbled from all this time travel shit. I, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I, I'm going to stick to the notes. Okay. So, um, I do think they had a pretty good, pretty cool spin on the time travel aspect. I like having the superhero aspects. I like having, uh, apparently Allison, the actress that plays Allison, the actual character she plays is not black in the comics. And so having a black actress, uh, you know, go back in time with the time travel aspect and having to experience, you know, uh, uh, you know, even more blatant racism than there is today. Um, uh, when it came down to like segregation and stuff like that. Yeah, that was uh, very important. And I enjoyed, I didn't enjoy it, but I, I appreciated how they were able to show it um, in a very interesting light, um, kind of giving some new spins with having her do the rumor uh, uh, power to the restaurant owners that were white only restaurant owners and, you know, watching, watching them have stand-ins and sit-ins and stuff, sit-ins, sorry. Um, very interesting, especially at a time like this, considering um, this Umbrella Academy stuff was all made uh, probably late last year, something like that, maybe mid, mid last year, give or take the uh, effects. So, um, yeah, there's definitely going to be a season three is what I'm going to say. Uh, the meaning behind the stories, most of the characters had some sort of issue they were dealing with. Like I said, with Allison's, it was the segregation. Um, with uh, Vanya, she is living as a bisexual woman or a lesbian woman. I had forgotten she did have a boyfriend in first season, which uh, I had mixed feelings about. I need to kind of go back and maybe rewatch first season just to kind of remember what was going on with him. But he was kind of a, you know, a dopey guy, but he wasn't the worst guy, if I remember correctly. But I think she ended up like fucking him up and a lot of other people too. And having her explore her power and kind of explore her sexuality throughout this season was uh it was important it absolutely was important now i don't think the writing for this character was done um especially well with her having to live on this farm with uh the sissy character and um in harlan <clears throat> i liked the visualization of, you know, her lifting the wave, the water up when she was saving Harlan and, uh, then also transferring some of her power, I guess, when she did gave him CPR to him. And then, uh, most of the effects I think for Vanya worked relatively okay, give or take the eyes. Um, some might work better than others. And then we have this massive, massive, uh, thing at the end it's just like this it, it turns into a war of uh the commission all against the umbrella academy and essentially um it's one of the most impressive sequences i've seen out of like a season two since like a they really try to go game of thrones with this you know hog wild they wanted to have everybody out there do all the guns big guns we wanted to have uh you know hundreds of thousands of people characters running after our main characters and it's it's intense to watch i like seeing this grand epic scale but then having vanya come in and just just you know whooshing everybody away real quick i mean she's just she's absolutely OP regardless if you think the character works or not. She's, um, 
she she is the Jean Grey of the series, or you know the Superman or whoever. She's you know the biggest card you got. Um, I also find it interesting how they have to like uh, they they find ways to like dull the characters' uh, senses in a way. Like I think Allison when she's fighting the Swedes, and I think episode nine, I believe, uh, she instantly gets like like straight punched to the throat, uh, like. That's uh, an effective way, and I'm I'm glad that it, it didn't last too long. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of the supporting characters as well here in a minute. Um, so the meaning behind the stories um, seem relevant, and I, I loved watching Five fight his older self. I, I it, that them kind of going through this, you know. Uh, paradox of like this list of crazy things that are going to happen to them. They're like farting, sweating, hives breaking out. They're going crazy, itching at the side. They're like Luther. Both are plotting against each other to try to kill each other. And then they have this massive fight <laughs> culminating in, uh, you know, older uh, five getting pushed into the timeline, I guess, at some point. Um, which I guess is explained because he did the the math wrong that it made him always look like he's going to be a young boy at some point, which that's not going to work for the longest time. I don't know. Does that mean he has to dress like a schoolboy everywhere he goes? I, I don't re recall about that. But anyways, um, still love the character of Five. The, the fights, the fighting, the camera work, the cinematography, all of it is just really working on high-level stuff. Um, if you don't like this... Uh, type of uh kind of eccentric almost random um storytelling i i'm not gonna blame you i do you know it's, you just want like slightly more grounded stuff I, I can totally respect that um but i do think what they do right they do really well and you know they shoot for this they shoot for the stars and if they don't always hit it you know with the writing or the uh you know something some story work then it's not really the end of the world because i feel like I'm still having a good time watching these episodes. Once I was thinking 10 episodes, wow, that sounds like a lot. But once it got to like six and seven, I was like, I kind of want, I was like, I'm ready for season three. You know what I'm saying? Can I get some of that season three? <laughs> you can get another hit that uh, Umbrella Academy, yo. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, Diego not feeling uh, good enough in his father's eyes. Luther, some sort of the same problem. Klaus still has connecting issues, connecting with the world. Um, love all of these like backgrounds of what all of these characters have been doing you know with the uh whether it's luther been brawling with the mob guy which kind of gets dropped a little bit um uh allison doing this uh, sit-ins and civil rights uh working on civil rights issues and um uh, working on equality stuff that's actually meaningful now and then we have uh vanya vanya's got the lgbt uh sector she's kind of working with and then we have diego kind of working in a little bit of mental health alongside with like klaus and ben and i i the ben stuff was really beautiful i um was very impressed i mean episode nine to ten very much felt like they were kind of coalesced together in a way that was like um very meaningful and apparently we we lost ben again so i just don't want to have too many repeated deaths. If we see too many deaths of some of our favorite characters, it kind of 
removes the actual meaning behind it and it's like are they actually dead it's like how many times can we go back and forth on a timeline and the characters be dead not dead dead not dead they're still able to string this out a little bit by having them go you know regular timeline back in time and then they think they go back into the regular timeline but they're actually on another timeline so that's why they're trying to go across this new timeline where the sparrow academy is but now we have another way to bring ben back so it is going to be very interesting we got to see you know at the beginning of this episode 10 i believe was uh, uh reginald hargraves uh telling the academy it's y'all's fault that you know y'all lost ben and he really put it on he he put that shit on them like he does not play and reginald hargraves continues continues to be one of my favorite characters um through this series let me talk about a couple of cons because i don't want to be uh too hog wild about this series you know i series i like just about the series i do like i like but i have to have some criticism there's generally at least one or two things that i can say about it so uh sometimes Sometimes they pick and choose when the power sets can be used. I found myself thinking that five could teleport here and there and be done with about half of this. Um, I, I, I think that because they have such e extreme powers, they have, they have to naturally dull them out. Otherwise they would just complete their missions in like one or two episodes. It, would, it just wouldn't be as interesting, but I did find like, why are they driving? Why, why is, why are certain people not just using five to get, you know, to, to move things along? Let's talk about five as a character when he was told to, um, you know, kill the commission and, uh, basically carry out the handler's wishes. Um, he basically did everything she said. I mean, he, he, he went hog wild on the commission. I, and the commission seems to go after him at the end, but for some reason, I don't understand defeating the commission with Vanya and the Umbrella Academy and Herb coming in and step, you know, uh, saying that the handler is overruled, that it means that it's still okay that five killed the complete uh, uh, fishbowl guy, AJ, and uh, and the rest of the guys at the, the commission board. It was one of the coolest action scenes with, uh, with you know, five using his teleportation and just killing everybody. And it's uh, it's rated R, it's R-rated violence that you wouldn't see in uh, like a, a PG-13 movie, obviously. Um, so that's what kind of puts it in a little bit more extreme category, which makes it uh, a little bit more accessible for Netflix than it would be on the big screen. So it's like you probably wouldn't ever see this unless it was rated R on the big screen and you wouldn't see as much of it either. Um, so, yes, uh, let's see. So I, I didn't really understand why the commission would not outlaw the Umbrella Academy after all of this. I mean, they they were kind of coerced in a certain way, kind of pushed into a corner, but still, it's their fault. And in my opinion, I still think that the commission probably should hold at least five responsible. I don't really understand why everyone kind of gets off scot-free for that. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a little bit contrived when it comes to like, oh, you guys... You know, you guys are just too damn good. You know, it's like you, you guys, you, you Umbrella Academy, you just are too damn good. And so it's like 
Okay, so we are just going to kind of give let them off scot-free. Um, so, yeah. Let me see. Um, from the technical standpoint, I would say, really, I didn't have too many issues. Maybe a few uh, effects were a little sketchy here and there, but nothing that really threw me out. Um, the one that really stands out for me right now is still Luther's body is still not good. And they tried to show the least amount of it as they could in this. I wonder if in season three that they'll try to just reduce him to just like really buff dude. Um, cause I feel like they're just kind of tired of having to put him in the suit. Um, also dark side of the moon. I want to fight find out more about the dark side of the moon. What's going on with Reginald's stuff going on up there. We'll probably find out more about that in season three. And, um, what else do we got um yeah i was kind of skeptical skeptical about season two being better than season one but based on what i'm hearing is season one was a little bit slow in some places for some people which i don't recall at all i might need to go back on the podcast and check to see if I said that I was a little bored in some places, which I don't recall at all. But maybe if you just binge through it, you, you just ignore the those those parts. Um, the Swedish guys that was that was a problem for me in season two. The fact is, they're kind of they're the heavies for the Umbrella Academy to take out, while the Handler is the overarching bad guy alongside Lila, who just kind of goes back and forth, kind of doing whatever she pleases. And I was a little bit confused about Lila, about she can just copy the powers of everyone. What is, is that like a, a thing that we're starting now? Or um, I was just confused about her power set, why she was able to just kind of like mimic everything. Um, I guess that that is her power set. I'm, I'm, we've seen it in like X-Men and stuff like that. But yeah, anyways, uh, what else do we got? Uh, the Swedish men, they were kind of one note, but like I said, they weren't the main issue with the, uh, the season, um, or, you know, the antagonist of the season. Anything else we have? Let me check. Uh, I, I, I think I love this, uh, this season despite the flaws, um, I will talk, maybe I'll go back on a few uh, parts of the season I really enjoyed. Um, go back to, we already talked about the first three episodes, so we'll talk about episodes four through ten. Just just favorite parts, just skimming through it real quick. I think episode four was when we, um, oh yeah, f uh, skipping out of order, five did kill Lila's parents with the Handler's orders. So there's this whole big thing about her possibly being like a Reginald Hargraves, except just lady version, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I enjoyed episode four, finding out about uh, Lila's background. Episode five, I never felt anything intimate between uh, Vanya and Sissy. I thought they were the opposite of uh having chemistry i was very surprised about how uh quote unquote dull it was unfortunately um yeah um let's see talk about anything else the swedish men the way the swedish guys go um it's pretty intense i mean one of them gets exploded 
made, uh, by Lila, I believe, made it look like Diego did it. And then Diego is, uh, sorry, and then uh, the main main Swedish guy has to, like, strangle his brother. I mean, that was intense. And, like, I like he's just, like, debating about this, like, you know, chopping his hand off at one point. I mean, he's just, like, losing his shit. And that's, I think that's like, closer to episode 9 or 10. Um, uh, Light Supper. I believe is when, uh, let me see. Oh yeah. We have, uh, the killing of, what is it? Yeah. The, the killing of Elliot. I really did not enjoy the killing of Elliot. I was like, damn it. This is such a nice guy. And he was fun. And maybe in the new, uh, maybe he'll, he'll get cast in the next one. Uh, because we're in a different timeline. I don't know. He wouldn't, I guess he'd be really old if, if that was the case. But, um, yeah, and I don't Oga for Oga, an eye for an eye. Is that what that st- stood for? Oh, okay. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. And they torture Elliot. Like, they fuck him up. Bucked up, man. So, uh, yeah, let me see. Anything else, though? Um, the Really, the, the parts that I enjoyed the most were, like, you know, some of the action scenes, the FBI the culminating scenes, the FBI uh, infiltrating or like, you know, antagonizing and shocking Vanya. That was fucking insane. Um, and you know, like pumping up the volume, pump up the volume. And then all of a sudden she's like, dance, dance. And it's like, it's like fucking everybody gets obliterated. And then you see the Umbrella Academy trying to like go through the hallway to stop her. And they're like, ah. And, uh, you know, that FBI guy had his eyes just like, <laughs> like straight, damn, son. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a crazy fucking season, crazy fucking episode. You already know, check out the first season. If you, uh, want to go back and, you know, listen to the podcast and listen to that with us, uh, go back, check that out, check out, uh, all the reviews, all the social media, discord, Facebook, Instagram. What do we got? Twitch. We're on there live YouTube. If you want all the podcasts early, go to YouTube. If you want, uh, the master version, go to SoundCloud at lucky doll podcast, PayPal slash dot me. Wait, what the fuck is it? I completely forgot it. What was it? Oh. To support the podcast, paypal.me slash the podcast. Thank you and take it easy. We're also checking out like Avatar The Last Airbender, checking out all the other cool um, things that are coming on Netflix, checking out The Last Dance. It's pretty much everyone's already checked out. But, you know, is it really a real review if you haven't listened to the Luck It Out podcast? I didn't think so. So check it out. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Rate, share, subscribe. Email us. Luck It Out podcast at gmail.com. Take it easy.